0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 510 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Today's topic is going to be God of War Ragnarok, and Will is going to be taking the lead on the episode today. Um, does anyone have anything else they want to talk about for later on in the episode? Any exciting new
1: stories, new games you played? Um, I played Plague Tale Innocence oh. um, over the last... I guess the last time we recorded so the last couple of days um, so I could talk a little bit about that because I wanted to play the first one before I tried to play Requiem mm-hmm. um, and there's some new stuff that popped up that we can touch on okay uh, Corey
0: I'm excited to hear further thoughts on Persona 5 Royal
1: oh, yeah, I did play that a little bit more
2: uh, not a ton maybe a couple hours worth more and then I beat Symphony of War Ooh. Um, well done Which. <laughs> thank you uh, I don't really need to talk about it because I think I talked about it a little bit uh, when we did the sparks of hope episode but I still think you guys really need to play that and like playing it right after sparks of hope might enlighten you to uh, why I was critical of sparks of hope so mm-hmm. um, I do think it's an amazing game and, and I really think you guys would like it so you should certainly play it and you can play it with the steam family share because I own it so
0: oh that's right i <clears throat> I have to make sure we're still connected uh, I know that for whatever reason occasionally just disconnects us so yeah um, yeah i'll have to do that all right will take it away what's god of war ragnarok got for us
1: yeah so talking about god of war ragnarok is gonna be tricky um for the sole reason of spoilers um Mm -hmm. everybody and rightfully so is hyper sensitive to spoilers Um, sure and everyone's definition of spoilers are different. I could tell you like Freya is in the game and people would be like, oh, spoiler, you know? So it's tricky to talk about. So I'll try to dance around a lot of the story as much as possible. Um, But I will allude to stuff that happened in 2018, God of War, um, a little bit. Um, I'll try not to spoil that game that much either. But I remember when I played God of War 2018, um, I remember the thing that I really loved about it was the story. I thought the story was fantastic. Um, and I don't remember if when I played it, the 30 FPS bothered me a lot and I never really noticed it because when I remember playing it, I remember not wanting to do any of the side stuff. And I remember just kind of beelining the story and any of the puzzle exploration stuff I had to do. Um, I kind of was like, uh, eh, like, okay, I guess I'll do this. Um, Playing this game has been, like, a 180 from that. Um, There's been a lot of quality of life improvements to the game, I will start off by saying. So, like, for starters, uh, movement's a lot more snappier, a lot more responsive. Um, Like, for whatever reason, Kratos feels like he moves more fluidly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think part of that can come down to some traversal mechanics that they added. So, like, now, because Kratos starts off with his Chaos Blades in this one instead of getting it, like, halfway through the story... Uh, he can use those to like climb things that are a little bit higher and out of reach for him. Um, so you can right off the bat reach higher areas and, um, there's cool little animations where you're hopping from place to place, which is cool. Um, and like he can break through, uh, walls and floors with it too, which is cool. Um, so right there off the bat, um, the exploration of the game is a lot more fun, a little bit more interesting. Um. I was worried that because this game was being also developed for PlayStation 4 and not just five, that it was going to get held back a little bit, but there's a lot of different graphics modes for the game, which is really impressive. So like for starters, the first realm you're in, uh, I mean, this game looks better than most games on the market right now. Uh, It's unbelievable what they kind of were able to pull off, but like you can run a 120 FPS mode, a 40 FPS mode at 4K, uh, 30 FPS with 4K. Um, and then you can do 60 FPS with 1440p. Um, so in a day and age where developers that put out a AAA game a couple weeks ago can't even hit 30 FPS and blame co-op, uh, God of War is doing 120 FPS. Yeah, that, um, that's something that I,
0: I'm glad that developers are doing because I am one of the people that would prioritize frame rate over, over anything else. And, you know, yeah. after having played games at, you know, 140 FPS and the smooth quality experience that it gives you, that's, that's what's most important to me. I mean, frame rate was always important. I always wanted at least 60, but um, yeah, everything's better even above 60, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's actually funny, like, cause you know, Me and Eric especially played Call of Duty quite a bit. And I guess Call of Duty's always ran at 60 FPS. And it's making me wonder if I played games in the past and said, man, this runs like garbage or this looks like garbage because I was playing Call of Duty side by side with it. So I wonder if that's been a thing. I never noticed it
0: could very well be. And I think that's one of the things that uh, maybe in the early days of the of the console shooters, that's what separated them. Right. That's what made them seem that's what 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 made the gameplay seem so fluid and and tight mm-hmm. was was that it was running better than a lot of other shooters. So
1: yeah, and there are games that can do thirty FPS pretty well, um, but I don't know. I just like I'm dreading going to play Plague Tale Requiem because mm-hmm. it's on Game Pass. I like so I'm not going to spend money buying it on something else right now. But it only runs at best forty FPS in the Series X. It's just like like come on yeah. I don't know. I just feel like um, 60 should be the standard. It should be no excuses. And if you can't do that, then I don't know. I guess that's an indictment on the development team. Although I know game development isn't easy, but it's easy for me to say in this computer chair. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, like I said, the the graphics options are impressive and all the different... um, Graphical settings you can play the game in. And Sony does a really good job, especially with their first-party titles, of having different accessibility options. So, uh, for example, like, uh, I remember when Horizon Forbidden West came out, people were complaining about AOI's pickup animation taking too long. So they patched in auto-pickup Aura animation cutting for that this is in here as well so like instead there's a lot of like hack silver laying around and crafting materials so instead of having to mash circle every time to pick it up you just could auto pick it up which is really cool if you're within the vicinity so if you don't want to see kratos bend over and pick over a pick up a bajillion things you you don't have to uh it'll just automatically do that um there's uh, an option to like make timed objectives last a little bit longer, stuff like that. Um, and I like that about Sony adding all of those accessibility options. I remember in the last of us part one, they had a skip puzzle mode. Um, I remember when I played the last of us part one back in 2013, when it first came out, I couldn't stand having to do those stupid ladder puzzles or pushing Ellie across water on a raft. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could just skip those, which is cool. Um, Spider Man 2018 also had skip puzzle modes too, which is really cool, and Ratchet and Clank did as well. Um, so, like, there's a whole host of stuff in there that can make the experience for the game a little bit better. Um, I, for one, hate puzzles, almost exclusively hate doing them. Um, so, especially if, I've a replay- if I'm replaying the game, I will generally try to skip them just to save myself some time because mm-hmm. I just don't, when I'm playing a game, I don't want to be stumped by a puzzle. Right. So, um, is there any
2: benefit to completing the puzzle, though?
1: No, I don't think
2: so. Hmm. Ah, I don't like that. What, do you need a trophy for everything? No, no, it's just... i, <laughs> I, I just think it'd kidding, be cool. Just I think it'd be cool if um, they had, like, maybe treasure chests or something throughout the puzzle just, like, as an added reward for yeah. completing it. Like, okay, yeah, you don't want to do it, that's fine, just skip it. But for the people that do, like, reward them, you know?
1: I should say, I don't know if this game has that because I have done all the puzzles. Because um, I try to play the game as intended the first time. Um when I do do it, play it. So maybe there is something special for doing it. I don't know. I know for games like Ratchet and Clank and whatnot, there was not anything. Um, cause I would skip a lot of them the first time, just because when I was playing Ratchet and Clank, I didn't really want to do puzzles at the time. Um, but this one, there seems like there is nothing, but I can't really confirm that. I should say I've only played like eight hours. So I, this isn't a comprehensive review yet, really just kind of early impressions. Um, Combat is a lot more fun, too. Uh, I liked the combat in 2018, but found it got old. This one, I think it's w- way better. Um, can't really put my finger on why I think it's way better. I don't know if it's because I got better at it. It's like a combination of a Dark Souls combat with a game like um, like a Platinum game like Astral Chain um, or Nier Automata or uh, Bayonetta. Um, so where it has, like... It can be slow, like a Dark Souls game, but you can string together some combos um, and some cool flashy abilities like you can in the Platinum games. So it's like a hybrid of that, too. Um, it's a little bit more forgiving, too, that I noticed. So, like, parrying. Um, well, for starters, there's indicators on almost everything from enemies. So, like, you, though if they're attacking, a red like aura will pop off of it. That means you have to dodge it. You can't block it or anything like that. Um Yellow means it's gonna break your shield, uh, so you can block one time, but after that you're screwed. And then there's like white auras, which is like, oh, you can block that. Um, and yellow, you can also parry. The timing for parries, I remember in Breath of the Wild, it was really a fight. Like you had a small window to parry. I was pretty terrible at it. Uh, and this one, you have you have some time to be able to pull it off, um, which is nice because. Um, I'm not great at these type of games, usually, uh, with having to do uh, quick reactions. So like parrying is nice to be able to pull off in this one because it's kind of forgiving in the amount of time you're allowed to be able to press the button because everything's pretty telegraphed. Um, the fights can be challenging, though. I will say that some of the boss fights get pretty wild at times. Um, also, they kind of overhauled the abilities a little bit. It's sort of similar to what it was before um you can unlock all these whole host of abilities that do different effects like with frost or fire um and they added an extra layer so if you unlock an ability if you use that ability x amount of times you unlock tiers of it so then once you use it like 10 times you'll uh, unlock a bonus effect with that ability so it does a little bit more damage um so i really like that part of it they added all of that into the game they overhauled the shield mechanics i'm still kind of learning that so i'm a little bit uh a little bit rusty on that but um there's a little bit more you can do with the shields which is pretty cool um the ui is pretty much largely the same which is i think the thing that i don't like the most think like, the ui is kind of confusing i don't know why games ui have just gotten worse over the years after them being really good for a while i don't know what happened or why um Everything feels like it's being overcomplicated, just Mm -hmm. to, like, freshen things up a little bit, when I don't think God of War's UI needs to be as confusing as it is. But um, there's that. Um, Story, um, I can tell that this story is going to be kind of emotional right off the hop, because... In the first, like, 15 minutes, there's a death. And you're like, oh, man, that's sad already. Um, And what I liked about God of War 2018 is, like, Ragnarok. (laughs) Like, Norse mythology is really well... um... Like it's pretty commonplace. A lot of people can tell you at least a little something about some sort of mythology uh, with the Norse, whether it's like Odin, Loki, all of that. And what was really cool about 2018 was how they were able to retell stories with a twist, uh, which was like kind of removing Loki. Um, and then at the end, everything kind of comes together. So, God of War Ragnarok is really impressive because they're telling the, it's the end of the gods, basically, in Norse mythology. And it's really cool to see how Kratos and Atreus kind of play a role into all of it, and how they're keeping with the the theme of destiny that is Ragnarok, but also kind of dancing around it and changing it up. It's really well well written. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the game story, but I don't want to. I think it's a little that's obviously still too fresh to get into it but i think the game is amazingly well uh well written and i don't know do you guys did you either of you watch westworld yes um well apparently richard schiff is uh odin
2: i don't know if you know who that is uh i'm sure if i saw him i'm googling his name right now he played toby
1: ziegler West Wing. I'm sorry, it was West Wing. I'm like, yeah, I
2: don't <laughs> recognize
1: this guy. I don't know. Everybody knows him, I guess, so um yeah. everyone was really excited that he was Odin. So um he was born in Bethesda, Maryland. Dump for company. Um but uh yeah, so uh, like right off the hop you see Odin, Thor, stuff like that, and then you get to learn a little bit about them, uh Freya's in it, so um yeah god of war ragnarok is quite the game it's the only game that i think has elden ring for game of the year competition i think everything else is kind of null and void at this point so um do you guys have any questions about ragnarok
0: not that i can think of um ragnarok in in norse mythology isn't that isn't that supposed to be like the end of the world
1: yeah it's the end of the gods basically End of the gods okay that that's
0: that's what I thought. Something. Along yeah uh, the
1: the story goes that Odin tries to figure out how to stop it. Okay. It's kind of what he tries to do. Um, and Loki is the one that leads the 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 people to fight the gods. Is what happens because he was pretty cantankerous, apparently, according to the lore of mm-hmm. Ragnarok. So, um, yeah, it's basically. <laughs> Like Thimble Winter, which is what precedes Ragnarok, which is when all the conditions of the the different realms, the nine realms, get really get crazy. Like in Midgard, it's like constantly snowing. Mm. Um, so yeah, stuff like that happens. So um, it's just basically telling the story of the end. And apparently, this is the they're not doing a trilogy. It's two games, and then the story is done. Oh, really? Yeah, which is so, really cool.
0: So, so the next God of War will not be a part of this.
1: I could see God of War going away until 2028 or something like that for a while. I could see it being a while. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also really funny because I was reading an article. Apparently, three months ago, the developers were freaking out that this game was not good or up to snuff. Really? Um, Yeah, they they were... really i equate it to the really nerdy kid in class that's freaking out studying right before the test but then gets to the 98
0: oh sure okay yeah that's what, it's,
1: I, that's what i'm wondering if it's that's what it was but uh yeah i guess they said three months ago the game wasn't in the best condition and they were a little worried about what was going to happen but then it got a 94 so on everything
0: yeah. yeah i was just looking at the reviews on on open critic and it's it's universally loved so yeah um, uh here's a question for you will are you going to platinum
1: yeah, I try to um, games that I really like. I try to platinum. In um, honestly, I think Sony's first party games are some of the best in like video games on the market. Um, so those are almost always games that I'll go in platinum. Like I think I've did The Last of Us Part One from this year. I was working on The Last of Us Part Two, but um, I started playing Tunic. Um, but like I did God of War 2018, Horizon Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, couple infamous games. So, like, I've gone and done a bunch of different Sony first party party games. So, I think it takes like thirty to forty hours to platinum. I want to say. Okay. So.
0: H- how long is the the base game, just normal playthrough? Fifteen to twenty.
1: I want to say. Okay. Um, this is according to marketing material, so I can I will mm-hmm. say this, but apparently you visit all nine realms in the game hmm. in some way, shape, or form. So. Because uh, I know in 2018, you only visited four or five of them. So in this one, you visit all of them. So there's at least um, something in each one. So I don't know. I've only been to two of them, I want to say, because I'm taking my time. I'm doing a lot of side content. Okay.
0: Are they all cold Hold and on. snowy, all the realms?
1: Um, Midgard was. Um, the second one you go to... Uh, was not okay. I guess apparently <clears throat> um, there's a companion that you have other than a- Atreus called Mimir. Um, he's like a talking head that you carry with you, which is really funny. So he's just on Kratos' belt the whole time. Oh, nice. Um, he talks about how each realm has its own um effect of Thimble Winter. Mm-hmm. So like Midgard gets all the snow, whereas the second realm is it's more hot and there's more like geysers. OK, so um, just because I, I watched a few minutes of, of gameplay of it and it
0: made me feel cold and, and sad.
1: See, I'm the I'm the <laughs> snow lover. Yeah, and the winter lover. So yeah. I'm a, I feel at home. Um, But yeah, gotta worry. Ragnarok seems like it's going to be a special game. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to see the story because every I watch there's like five reviewers that I'll watch. And all of them said the same thing about the game, that the story that they wish they could play it again for the first time. Mm-hmm. So yes. I guess it's it's one of those stories. So
0: I, I think you're right, too, about, about the game of the year. I think it's going to be between Elden Ring and, and this game, at least from everything I've I've seen so far. I think those are, the, would have,
1: those are the two choices. I would have told you Elden Ring is going to be a slam dunk, but people seem to really be liking God of War, so mm-hmm. it might not be. Also... If I remember correctly, especially at the Game Awards, a lot of Sony games end up winning. I remember the Last of Us Part Two won mm-hmm. um, over a lot of really good games. So um, maybe it won. Well, I think God of War twenty eighteen won. I think it beat out like Red Dead and Spider Man and everything that year. So oh wow, um, there is a Sony precedent. I oh, don't shake your head. It should not have beaten Red Dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, Red
2: Dead's a okay at best. Okay. <laughs> I, I loved, loved Red Dead. dead. Even, even I have on... the energy for that argument today. Even... But I was just gonna say, don't forget about the recency bias too. Yeah. Yeah. God of War just came out, so you're it probably will go. As much War.
0: time as I spent playing Elden Ring, I still feel like it didn't even come out this year. Like, you know, it feels like last year it came out,
1: but. I don't know. I will say watching people who do games coverage, seeing games like guys, people just can't stop with Elden Ring. It's like people still talk about
0: Elden Ring. I was surprised when I stopped playing and every now and again, I get the itch to go back and play. Um, Yeah. But I actually reinstalled Cyberpunk. I kind of want to revisit Cyberpunk after having a, a little time off of
1: it. So, um, Elden Ring has sold, mm. as of August, sixteen million copies already. Mm. That's so that's good. probably probably close to twenty now. Nice.
2: Um.
1: Yeah, that's like in ter- That's more than God of War twenty eighteen sold.
0: Yeah, I, the all you know as as well reviewed as all this. Uh, well, part of it is platform ex- exclusivity, right? Um, but yeah, the, sure. they don't sell a ton of copies. Like um, even The Last of Us is like, isn't it like ten, you know, usually 10 12 million or something like that. Which uh, that's a lot. I... Don't get me wrong, but
1: the la- so The Last of Us Part One, I think, sold or not Part One. Well, okay, the... The, the...
0: <laughs> it's hard because it's come out like four times.
1: So. <sighs> yeah, don't get, don't get me going on them for that. Um, so. The original Last of Us, I think they combined the remastered and the, tw- the original release. I think it was close to 30, but I want to say Ghost of Tsushima has that's either a better
0: example being, you know, one game that came out, right?
1: Yeah, I think it out- either outsold or was one for one with The Last of Us Part 2, I want to say. Okay. Because um, Tsushima sold really, really well. Um, so I think that's. You're right. The exclusivity does make it harder well i just i just
0: think of you know nintendo games and um you know animal crossing has is over 30 million copies sold and
1: yeah i mean the yearly entry to mario party sells like 30 million (laughs) which is crazy um
0: (laughs) but you know and then a game like mario Kart 8 deluxe i think is over 50 million copies
2: um you know it's just crazy numbers
1: mario i
2: think the most profitable video game of all time is minecraft probably minecraft so you gotta factor in like costs you know it's cost to build cost to maintain if it's a game as a service yeah um 10 million what you said 10 million last of us roughly is yeah two bucks is 600 million but they probably spent what 200 million making it yeah between marketing and
1: making yeah i think it was the most expensive game up until I think GTA Six will probably pass that. I think I, I think that'll like cost with marketing and development probably like five hundred million to make maybe more. Well, then you have
2: games like Stardew Valley though, that the cost to make was mostly just time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and then from there, granted, they were only selling that for twenty bucks. I think. What was the initial price? I think it's twenty. I
0: think it's fifteen. It's always been fifteen. I think. Wow. Uh, which is a steal, considering how many hours I've put into that game. I've bought multiple copies. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but that's yeah, me
2: too.
1: Yeah, games like Stardew Valley and Hollow Knight, where I've gotten hundreds of hours of entertainment out of, and those games were fifteen dollars. both of them blows my mind because it's like I'm not a big price person. Where like, like I think it's good, or I don't have a problem that like Sony games are seventy dollars right now. But I bought the Last of Us Part 1. I did split it with a friend, so I guess this isn't a great example. But that's like 10 hours and got the Platinum Trophy on it. And that was $70 for like a 10-hour experience. Whereas like Hollow Knight and Stardew Valley were just as high quality the entire time through for hundreds of hours. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. I see why people do get upset about prices of video games, even though I don't share that sentiment. Sure. So, but... Um, I still think Elden Ring is going to be game of the year. By the way, I think it is the Anointed One this year. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see it. It should be an interesting game awards. Looking forward to the game awards. This reminds me, can we do our thummies post Christmas? Yeah, I will. I've got a lot to play.
0: Yeah, works but for I want me. To
1: get to, uh, you know, I have a fairly open.
0: Schedule as long as I know in advance when we're doing it. It can be re- any time really.
1: Yeah, I have a list of things I want to try and get to, just to get see what I can get through. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I'm going to get to a lot more uh, new releases before the end of the year. Although I've got a month and a half, who knows? But you're not going to play Tactics Ogre? Uh well, that comes out today, doesn't it?
2: Yes, it does. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I'll to, I'm going to try to get that.
1: Happy Veterans
2: um, Day! Yeah, Happy Veterans Day. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, thanks for your your service. Anybody listening who is a veteran, um, I the other night I was on the couch like late and I put on a Tactics Ogre video for um I guess you could call this guy a Tactics Ogre influencer. He's been making like Tactics Ogre videos all along, um, and I think he has like a pre-release version of the game or something that he's been playing, probably mm-hmm. facilitated through um the publisher, but. I fell asleep watching it, and it was one of those things where I would, like, wake up every half hour, and it was it was YouTube, and YouTube just keeps playing on the TV. It doesn't shut off because they want advertisers to waste their money to people that are sleeping. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, like, every half hour I'd wake up, and it'd be more tactics ogre. So I feel like I've subconsciously absorbed so much of the game <laughs> that when I play it tonight, um, I'm going to, like, know things instinctually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're like, oh yeah, the I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but you never how, played it. How did I know this? <laughs> it looks awesome, by the way. They did a really good
2: job with it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I uh... yeah, again, that's the genre I've been playing a lot of lately, so I'm I'm excited to dig into one I classic that I never have played, at least not that I recall.
0: I played a lot of one of the the tactics ogre games uh, on an emulator. For, I think it was a Nintendo sixty four one maybe. Uh, I don't oh. know which one that was. It. Let us clink together. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to come up with the name. It was it was years ago now, and I just I don't remember much about it. But yeah. the, I had some sort of mishap with my save file, and that's when I gave up. I otherwise I would probably would have kept playing it, but it was re- it was really good. <laughs> it's I like,
1: well, seeing the ogre games it like makes me realize how much final fantasy tactics was inspired i think it's the same guy but i see like how much it was inspired by with tactics ogre games because they are eerily similar in a lot of ways yeah all right any other thoughts on
0: god of war ragnarok before we move on
1: uh i safely say if you have a playstation uh get this game Mm -hmm. um even if you haven't played god of war 2018 just watch a video Get a breakdown. If you're looking for a good video, watch Good Blood's um, video on YouTube about God of War 2018. It's the best video on on YouTube about God of War. Nice. So watch that. Play Ragnarok. Mm -hmm.
0: If you're one of the few, the proud PlayStation 5 owners.
1: Are they still having supply issues and and not able to get systems out? It's better. It's a lot better. That's good. I've been seeing um, way more posts of, like, PlayStations in stores, which I never did before. Mm Mm-hmm
0: yeah i i saw a meme it was uh, a a store with like 20 playstation 5s and uh everyone's like this this has to be photoshopped right
1: <laughs> that's not real <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> so, hey if i ever hit the big bucks you guys are all getting playstation 5s whether you would use it or not oh i I'd, I'd definitely use it i uh
0: it's nice to have access now to sony's exclusives on uh, through the epic game store and so i think mm. some of them are on steam too um yep. but it's you know a, a year later i would like to play those games
1: you know on, on closer to release i think their uh their strategy is one year so like when february hits i fully expect the new horizon to be on there mm-hmm. um i think that's their goal i think they want to keep people buying their consoles but then putting them on pc yeah,
0: that's a like sh- good strategy i think
1: like returnal and shushima should be there within the next couple I would say 6 months would be my guess mm-hmm. for the next two.
0: Yeah, it, you know, I like that Microsoft does day one, you know, uh PC releases now for their for their console exclusives. Um but it makes me not feel the need to get an Xbox, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially when you have a beefy computer, it's like why bother having an yeah. Xbox, you know. Yeah. You
0: know. G- Halo? G- Game Pass. Guys. It. <laughs> I really liked Halo. Um, I did too. I, think, yeah, I, I too. think they, I think they dropped the ball. Yeah, they definitely with, dropped the ball with development afterwards. Um, but I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was good. It played well.
1: I think next year is going to be the year Xbox really comes out swinging. Um, I said this this year, but um, I think there's like enough time has passed where a lot of these games for the studios they bought should be coming out. Like mm-hmm. I know arcane's next game should be out next year starfield should be out next year maybe fable
0: yeah i'd like to see some more fable stuff
1: yeah um yeah i don't know what their studios are doing to be honest it's like only halo has come out yeah at least Let's as if far these... as exclusives yeah yeah those are like the only two that i can think of there are a few others
2: um what does that say about the fact, <laughs> the fact that we can't think of what they are? I mean, I'm glued to Game Pass like daily, so I see the. Yeah, Starfield's the releases is going to be nice when that comes out. I can't wait for Starfield. That's going to be that, so fun. Was that Grounded game uh, Microsoft exclusive? It yeah, was...
1: so Obsidian. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's a good one, actually. I did enjoy the. 20 minutes of that game that i played
0: that came out last year though didn't it early so.
1: access oh, okay full release this year so technically it was a yeah. release this year gotcha uh they have a new game coming out in five days it's called pentiment if either of you are interested it's hmm. very interesting very different it's like a old england like style game. i don't know you'd have to watch it if that, it, that's your Yeah. I'll it's made by it one of the guys who did worked on New Vegas, like I think the creative director. Mm. So that'll be Man. out on Game Pass soon.
2: Yeah, I was just doing some Google searches. Best uh, Xbox exclusives, and they're all Halo Infinite is the first one. That did that come out this year? No, that was last year. Oh, I don't you're see right. Yeah, from this year they had a bad year. I mean, they're Psycho really Two was last year. That's on PlayStation now, isn't it? Yeah, that was a world release or a mass release. Flight Simulator. For <laughs> Forza Five. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. But that Ori came out a couple Forza. years ago. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my 2020 game of the year. Horizon Five was a, is a good pick. But yeah, they're hurting for for games.
2: You think Starfield's gonna move the needle for him? You think people are gonna go out and buy Xboxes to play Starfield?
1: I don't know if selling consoles is what they care about. I think they just need Game Pass subscriptions. Good I point. think that's what. Yeah, you're I, probably right about that. I think it will, like, sell subscriptions though. I think. I mean, they're doing a a family plan, uh, for Game Pass, where I think it's like twenty bucks a month, where you can have four people um so like me and my friends are just gonna me evan johnny and dakota are just gonna do it and then have pc and console game pass and they'll like have pc me and johnny can use both mm-hmm. and just i mean for five bucks a month for everyone and like get access to everything like that like i think that's a good deal i think that's the stuff they care about more than selling consoles cause i think they sell consoles at a loss do
0: you think Let they're gonna ask, oh, do, go do you think they're gonna add something else into the ecosystem to help them maybe make more money, like one, think they like have to. like once you get people into the into the eco ecosystem, you know what's what's the plan forward? You know,
1: I mean, they say Game Pass is profitable, but I don't know how. Um, because I was actually listening to uh, Sacred Symbols a couple weeks back, and Colin. Did the math where they gave the amount of subscriptions they had and the amount of money that they've made off of it. Mm-hmm. He calculated that they're like the average price people are paying for Game Pass is like nine bucks because everybody's still getting the benefits of the one dollar monthly Game Pass thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was saying, I don't, he doesn't understand how that's profitable for them because they very clearly don't want you paying an average on nine dollars for Game Pass, right? So, interesting, yeah.
2: But for every well. I don't know. There's a lot baked into that, but that'd be kind of a fun episode is to try to unpack all that stuff maybe and and try to really figure it out. Um, Granted, I'm sure we don't have all the information because if all the information was out there, people would be able to do this math um, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Better than we can. I don't know. Um, DLC maybe for the games on their, their store. It might be. Well, so my question I was going to ask and coming at it from a different angle is if, is the, is the person who doesn't have an Xbox but has interest in Starfield the same person that's going to enjoy streaming it to their TV?
1: I don't yeah. think so. You, th- you guys think so? I think people will be more willing to try. Okay. Now than ever. Because I see stuff like... Like, Sony announced their PSVR, too. Um, and I'm learning how many people use the, the the Quest. Like, people who have no tech brain. You know what I mean? Like, people, like... Yeah, we, we, um, we
0: have an Oculus Quest.
1: Yeah, well, you guys are techie. But, like, I know a lot of people who aren't techie who have the Quest, too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if everyone's, like... Because Skyrim captured so many people that weren't gamers... I think Starfield, if they're like, Oh, those are the people who did Skyrim, I can play it on my TV. I think it might be able to pull some people. if it does not run well, I don't think that's gonna be a good look It's hmm. fair. So so maybe, I think maybe.
0: so is 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 Starfield an exclusive- like I know it's coming to PC, but is it an exclusive a console exclusive on Xbox or is it timed? Is
2: it coming out to PlayStation
0: later?
1: I think it'll come to PlayStation, like,
2: six years later. long time. Yeah, whenever Microsoft decides they can make more money
0: by giving it to Sony. They can't milk that cow anymore.
1: Well, so this is why the whole Activision thing has bothered me so much, because, I mean, Sony's being a giant baby, because they're crying about exclusivity, even though that's, like, what they run their platform on. But... Microsoft's like, oh, we care about the gamer. We would never make games exclusive. And it's like, you just did it with Starfield. Like, what are you talking about? Well, their Mm -hmm. response to that was, well, what do you mean? You can
2: play it on your Samsung TV. You can play it on your Android phone. You can play it on, you know. (laughs) Which is true. I mean, that's a decent argument against that. Um, It's just, yeah. And the further response would be, you're just upset because it's not on PlayStation. But you can play it on all
1: these other places, you know. It, that's why the whole deal is really annoying. That's why I just want—I just want them to approve it and just move on.
0: Was the plan along to make Starfield multi-platform, or was it was it like Xbox geared from the beginning? I I don't even remember. It's been so long since that they've been talking about it. I don't know what the plan so, was.
1: So again, like I listened to a lot of Sacred Symbols, and Collins really plucked into a lot of stuff. Apparently, yeah. they were shopping it, and Sony was interested at one point, but. Um, Microsoft had the money to actually, like, buy Bethesda as a whole. So, like, there was a chance where they were, like, at least talking about making it a Sony exclusive. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, but Microsoft has the, the deep funds. Yeah.
0: I'd I'd honestly be a little more interested in trying uh, cloud gaming now that I have a fiber connection that's a lot faster and has a much lower ping than than I was getting with my cable internet i am yeah, really interested to see if it, that comes it comes with an improvement and that sort of thing.
2: If you guys don't mind, this is a good opportunity to pivot to um, the Steam Deck talk because yeah. I did get Game Pass up and running on it, um, and it is only the streaming version. Um, I I heard that Microsoft is going to fix it in the, in the way that um, you can actually download the games and play them locally on the system. Um, they're just not there yet. But in order to get it working, it's kind of a weird scenario you have to boot the device in um like desktop mode as opposed to the steam os which is what it usually boots into and that's just basically steam um but if you boot it into the linux desktop mode it's more like a pc that people are familiar with like windows and you have to um open edge i think you have to go to uh, i wish i could remember the steps now you go you have to do something with edge microsoft edge Um, and you have to set Edge up as an executable within the Steam OS, and then you have to adjust some property uh, strings. So there's, like, strings of code in the properties. It sounds really complex. It's actually really easy, but it's also really easy to screw up because you're entering a bunch of text. If you mess up something in the string of text, and because it's code, it's all very sensitive. Like, one wrong character throws everything off. So um, if I had done everything correctly the first time, it probably would have taken me 10 minutes. Actually, really easy. Oh, you messed it it up. But I messed it up multiple (laughs) in multiple places, because that's just who (laughs) I am. I'm an idiot. Um, So I was troubleshooting it for a couple hours, but I kept reading all the forums, people are like, it's not working, I followed the steps, it's not working, and everyone, all the replies were, you entered something wrong, like, mm-hmm. go back to the beginning and, and follow the steps, so I just had to keep doing that, and reminding myself, I'd get frustrated, but just remind myself that it's my fault, not the system's fault. Um, And I was patient enough to to finally get through it after maybe two hours of me beating my head against the wall. But it was actually really easy. Um, But Microsoft also plans to make that easier, too. From what I hear, um, this is all hearsay. I haven't seen anything direct from Microsoft saying that, although it might be out there. I don't know. Um, But I got it running. And you said, Dan, about how Fiber, now that you have Fiber, you're more interested in trying Streaming games. Um, I'll say, even without fiber, if I'm close to my router and I'm playing on the five gigahertz line, um, it runs fine. Mm-hmm. I hardly notice any issues. Um, if I'm a one room, a mo- one room removed from my router, then I do notice issues. Um, but it only shows up in certain games. So, like Persona Five uh royal actually runs really well because even though it has a nice art style like the graphics aren't super textured yeah. you know it has that cartoon sheen to it um so for that reason that game doesn't really show the latency not the latency issues but the um bandwidth issues you know mm-hmm. where where uh what do they call it, it when like is it
0: it naturally needs a lower bit rate right I, I don't know. I, I don't it. know. You're just uh, gibberish now. Vi- so, bit like for video bitrate
2: compression, it, it needs a, yeah, a lesser that's one. The, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. so in the video, I never noticed that, like with latency with the controller, the game doesn't lag or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like certain textures and stuff won't load properly. Um, just those kinds of small issues, which aren't a major issue in a lot of games. But in some other games, I'm sure they are. Like if you're playing a first person shooter or something streaming and you're seeing those thing those issues, you're probably not going to have a good time. But, um, most of the games I play are not like that, so it doesn't really bother me. But um, yeah, I played a lot more Persona on it, and uh, it's actually a really great game to stream. Um, yeah. Nice. I where I was going with this. But I got Game Pass working on the Steam Deck, so that's
0: a plus. I mean, that's I... That's, that's good for you, because that's where you play the majority of the games that you play. So,
1: Yep. If I was Microsoft, I'd be like working very hard to get game pass natively working on um steam deck or implementing game pass onto steam so you have your client and working on steam just so like people can just have game pass literally everywhere so you're not forced to use their bad app game pass streaming on switch yeah switch that'll that'll happen That'll happen. I guarantee you know that. how
0: many is, is there over 100 million switches out in the wild now? You know, you're going to get some of those
2: people that want to subscribe to Game Pass. The advantage to pa- Nintendo. What? What's the advantage for Nintendo? First party exclusives. Are you oh, talking about their, their first party exclusives on Game Pass?
0: What's the advantage for Oh, Nintendo ha- having Game Pass? Uh... A lot of money. Um yeah maybe Microsoft dangles does Nintendo want
2: their money though I don't feel like Nintendo <laughs> wants Microsoft money I don't
0: know I think Nintendo's on the cusp of uh a huge financial windfall with the with the Mario movie that's coming out next year I think that's going to I think that's they're going to th- them moving into like more entertainment oh. stuff with their properties is, I think is going to be huge so
2: isn't Nintendo also sitting on billions and billions of dollars? Like, aren't they one of those companies that are like, yeah, I, know it's,
0: I know it's a very financially stable company um, <laughs> uh, that, you know, they, they don't do anything stupid with their money. Let's just say that.
1: So two things really quick. Apparently Microsoft tried buying Nintendo back in like the nineties. Yeah. I, and I guess the Nintendo executives laughed <laughs> out of the built the building. Um and also I was listening to again Sacred Symbols they announced the PSVR2 so they had a uh, extra episode with their tech analyst um from Broken Silicon his name is Tom Moore I believe he casually dropped at the end of the episode Nintendo getting a Switch 2 probably by the end of next year really so they're going to have a new yeah they'll have a new hardware mm-hmm. he's extremely well plugged in he was saying stuff about VR2 for a while before it got announced so he says he thinks it'll be probably the end of next year if not early 2024 so we're gonna have a new switch soon yeah my only hope is they
0: have to make it backwards compatible i do not want to have to buy all the switch games that i have that i play you know i i, I play all that stuff i don't want to have to buy all those new games on a new switch
1: you know dan you know i'm well aware yeah <laughs> i know how things go. gonna
0: happen and me well, the I idiot so. you know uh, the uh, the game, I'll, I'll buy Mario Kart 8 on, on the new Switch. I'll buy Smash Brothers on the new Switch. You know, I'll, I'll buy all those games.
1: Yeah.
2: I think the smart play for Nintendo is to just make it a half step better. You know, they don't have to make it that much better. Just, like, enough that we can play our the Nintendo games we love in 60 frames per second. Maybe a little bit better resolution. A little bit better screen. But keep the cost down, you know, because people aren't going to necessarily want to spring for a new Switch unless it's a, a
1: good price point, mm-hmm. maybe 300 bucks. I mean, is that super low? Depends what it does. I mean, I'd be willing to pay four or 500 if this new Switch does Switch, like Switch Pro runs 4K, 60 frames, Breath of the Wild doesn't run like garbage. Um, I would be willing to pay for that. Um, Give developers a little bit more, horsepower to like pump out some it doesn't need it but like games like beta 3 kind of could have probably benefited from having a little bit more wiggle room with the tech to like make it look a little bit more presentable i'd be willing to pay up for that um but yeah if you just want to keep it a half step where it's like 60 frames and that's like kind of it then yeah i'd still probably sorry nina's running around like crazy <laughs> um i'd be willing to like 300 dollars yeah
0: I wonder if they come out with a new Switch Lite, too. Well, probably not right away, but eventually.
2: Or uh, just a new dock, you know, that adds that processing power. So when you're sitting at the dock, you know, you can play those games with more. But when you're not, you're still on the go. You still have your handheld. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be smart. Like having graphic options like Sony has for their games where you can run everything at different modes basically of the game if you dock it you can run it at higher resolution lower frame rate yada 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 i know some of the games do that automatically
0: and then um some of the games do have like a performance mode where it'll run 60 fps instead of 30 with high visuals you know yeah should be default on all games i know that's picky of me
2: but and the new breath of the wild comes out is same it, time is it may, may? next year i think it's may think it's may it'll get pushed to whenever the new
1: nintendo gets if it gets delayed then you're 100 percent right yeah i think that'll be a i mean it's gonna come out on the new switch anyway you know i think yeah. that's a foregone conclusion at this point the game's been in development for a while
2: now mm-hmm let's say okay so let me throw this scenario at you guys um, it does release in may only 30 frames per second but they say oh our switch 2 version coming out the end of this year will run at 60 frames per second i don't Are think you
0: they I, I don't think they they say that up front no no i think they're going to try to get as many copies of breath of the wild 2 sold as as they can and then they would have it you know maybe when they announce the new system if they announce it uh, early-ish, then that's when they say, yeah, Breath of the Wild 2 runs at 4K at 60 frames and
1: artists. Yeah. So this is actually a really interesting conversation because I can sit here and tell you, Corey, that I think I can I'll hold off until the 60 frames version comes out on the new Switch. <laughs> I'm not waiting. No, way. <laughs> But I think when we're getting to May, I'm going to be really excited to play it and it's going to review incredibly well and I would be like I'd have to get it. Yeah. Same.
2: And yeah,
0: then I, I would just I would just get it again and replay it when it
2: came out on the is, better exactly. system. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for me it'll depend on what else is out at that time. Um, you know if I was okay. still playing something and glued to something I probably will be able to wait but if not then
1: Yeah, let me tell you it's coming out in
2: May. Something. Well Starfield comes out in oh that's February, right? Uh,
1: no release date for Starfield. Yeah, they didn't announce one. So as of right now, according to Wikipedia, the only games coming out in May is The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom and Russell Quest. Russell Quest? Yeah, it's an act, It's a an RPG wrestling game that's like turn-based. Hmm. Sprite based. I think it, it looks kind of cool. You might be interested. Nice. Um, Feb- February is like Dead Island to Octopath Traveler to. Mm. Oh, that's I was thinking of Octopath
2: Traveler too, because I just saw that. That's what I was thinking of when I said that. That looks Which, great. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. I keep wanting to go back and play the first one again. Um they've added some stuff to it, haven't they? It's a little bit different now. Didn't they add like a whole new character or something? It does look different on on PC anyway. Did they? Yeah, I think they I think they added some content. Yeah. Hmm,
1: that's smart of them. Still can't believe that game is not on PlayStation. Really?
0: I thought it came on out ev- on everything.
1: It's on everything but PlayStation. But Octopath Traveler Two is only out on Switch and PlayStation. Really? Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> How do those deals work? I, do, I have no idea. I mean, when I... they announced Octopath Two, I was sitting there I'm like, "Oh, this is the time when they announced Octopath One's coming today on PlayStation." Nope, nope. Hmm.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Hmm. All right, uh, let's transition. Do we, does anyone have any news they want to talk about?
1: Oh, PSVR two is coming out in February for five hundred and fifty ha- macaronis Yeah, I
0: hadn't heard about that. I, th- I think um, that probably with the horsepower of the PS five, it's now would be the time to to jump in. Probably if you are interested in that.
1: I am very interested. I just don't know if I'll get enough use out of VR for how little money I make during the course of the year to justify it. Especially because next year I want to get a new monitor and maybe a new graphics card. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So it's like, because my other ultra wide broke. So it's like, I would rather upgrade that than get a VR too. But I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll become rich. Here's hoping. But. Yeah, people are mad that it costs a lot, but I think they uh, already raised the price of everything. Games, their consoles, all of that. I think they're getting ahead of it by making it more expensive now. Mm-hmm. And if they want to decrease it, which they probably won't, I, I think have that don't... option. I just don't think there's that killer app yet,
2: right? Like, is there? I mean, you guys know better than me. Dan, you have an Oculus. Do you? I haven't even tried it. Yeah um nothing nothing pulling you to play right no
0: definitely not and uh, you know i would like to i'll I'll probably play it at some point but i don't know i like it it's hard for me because of the way i play games nowadays like i have to have i have to be aware of what's going on around me at all times um other than when my like when my kids are asleep or whatever um but i can't you know i can't be locked into the to the oculus quest and not know what's going
1: on around me you know yeah uh the so. killer app might be half-life alex but we'd have to buy the vive or whatever yeah i think that would be the only game hmm
2: i think you're right dan i think it's more you know even if they even if that game exists and we don't know most people don't know about it i think the the hold up is just the fact that you have to put this freaking headset on and lose your senses and like i don't know I, I we started watching that um tv show on i think it's prime called peripheral which is uh chloe grace moretz oh mm-hmm. um she i don't know where they live but her brother is like ex military or still doing things for the military and he gets this new VR headset, um, called the peripheral. And it's this very high tech advanced thing that she, um, ends up putting on. Cause she's like really good at the video game that, um, she's better than her brother is. And the video game is like very realistic to the point where you can feel everything, um, in this headset. Uh, but I'm only bringing it up because it reminded me of this conversation and I was going to talk about it in my week anyway, but, um, even in those shows, like the the way the future of virtual reality works is you're like laying prone and losing your senses completely around you, and I just I don't see that really catching on until until there's a reason beyond games to do it. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 skeptical about the whole thing, uh, mostly because. <laughs> Mostly because of the, uh, plans that the World Economic Forum has for humanity, where they want you (laughs) living in in a pod in virtual reality, and, you know, they feed you bug mush through an IV, uh, to, to just, to to sustain you enough that you're not causing any problems. Matrix. Um, Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not, I don't, I'm not down with that, so, um. Call me old I, fashioned, but I like to play video games on a TV or a computer screen where I'm aware of what's going on around me and I have a controller and or keyboard and mouse in my hands. Yeah, I'm a traditionalist. Uh, OK, so sue me.
1: I listened to Zuckerberg on a couple different podcasts over the I think last couple of months mm-hmm. and <sighs> what well, I just like don't understand why people would want to live in a metaverse I don't get it it's like he was talking about like oh you could do a meeting here and you can snap from meeting to meeting and it's like why would I want to do a meeting in a forest well and, like and, and you know you ever t- done a meeting in a forest no well there you go you maybe it's
0: know, cool not, yeah
1: dry it It <laughs> sounds like like rich people who are like are just bored with offices and they're like oh let's do it by a volcano
0: yeah so I, uh, along those lines it's like in today's climate, like especially office climate, it's like people still don't know how to use email, so they're not going to be doing meetings in the metaverse, right? Yeah, you know they can't print things for themselves or, or what have you. So that's that that sort of thing is I think way off. Uh,
2: yeah, well, I know they're pushing. I, it I think on you guys us, sound but... like
1: a couple of old boomers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know because Facebook just laid off eleven thousand, seventeen thousand people because it lost however many billions. Yeah, they leaned way too hard into that stuff. So well, like, not, not, not a just that, but
0: employees. the company doesn't have any trust. I think the people that use Facebook, you know, aren't aren't the cash cows maybe that they used to be. I know pe- younger people don't use Facebook at all. So. Mm-hmm. And rightfully yeah. so, you know, I personally, I hate Facebook. Um, it's a terrible company doing terrible things in, uh, you know, uh experiments on on people's psychology and stuff and uh, you know i think they're getting what they deserved not the not the individual employees but the company itself you know
1: well so i will say um and that's on the same guy who like was saying the switch Two thing uh Mm -hmm. he was saying because he has a bunch of kind of like people that he knows at meta i mean he said that social media companies have realized that they can't gross as much money off of it anymore because social media is dying so much Mm -hmm. And also these people, especially at Facebook, like don't want to police pulse police uh, posts from like Myanmar and stuff like that. Like that's not why they got into this. They yeah. wanted to pivot into other tech directions and VR is the thing that Facebook is most interested in doing. Um it just so happens, as Corey said, they leaned a little too far into it. That it doesn't seem to be working. Well,
2: I think part of the issue too was um, all these tech companies were just loaded with money from the pandemic because that's you know people were home and spending their money on technology. Um, yeah. So they had a ton of money, and, and yeah, like once they had that money and leaned too hard into it, and then the like to all Dan's points, you know, F, there are so many ethical concerns and and all that stuff.
0: Facebook has um, a lot of ill will towards it. And deserved, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, and it's not, you know, Facebook is not YouTube, right? I mean, it's like, like I said, people aren't using it. YouTube is everything nowadays, right? It's the second largest search engine in the world. You know, hey. there's countless hours of, of video content on there that people absorb, and it's getting more and more users and more and more hours. It's like it's not that it's it's a it's something that old people use to look at photos of their families anymore
2: right i think i flex their life yeah
1: yeah
0: well even instagram is better i think instagram is the thing that's keeping facebook afloat
1: i actually think i could completely cancel all subscription services and just use youtube and be fine Mm -hmm. um I think YouTube is the only like top tier social media platform at this point. I honestly,
0: I watch a ton of YouTube, like most of, you know, we have YouTube TV. That's our like TV service that we use, but we only use it to watch sports, right? We use it to watch football um, yeah. uh, on Sundays and that's really it. Uh, you know, our other sports that we watch because we don't watch like traditional TV at all is is hockey which is part of the espn plus package which we get with disney plus and i think it comes with hulu we don't use hulu at all it does um yeah we watch stuff on youtube our kids watch stuff on youtube we have you know a handful of channels that we follow (laughs) when i watch game streams i watch them on youtube i don't even use twitch really anymore
1: um, so so let me add so okay, if you pay for YouTube premium because I pay for YouTube premium mm-hmm. because I watch it on so many different devices I mm-hmm. don't want ads. I don't need to be ad sent to me every 24 seconds. So between YouTube premium YouTube TV and the Disney plus package with ESPN, what's that like 35 bucks probably a month?
0: So the the price of the ESPN plus as part of Disney plus it just went up but it's 15. okay a month and and we don't do youtube premium so you know, yeah so you're paying
1: dirt. yeah you're paying 20, 20 or 25 probably with does youtube tv cost money
0: yes it's i think it's 65 a month um which is crazy oh, okay. crazy in retrospect because like i said we only use it to watch football games on sunday and monday well even the monday night games are on espn usually thursday night football is a lot of times on twitch
1: yeah so you know there's that <laughs> Huh. This is between hm. and like, yeah. Uh, streaming too. Yeah. Reddit. Reddit has helped me, and <laughs> my cash crunch. Sure.
2: So I watch. Yeah, I watch too much TV. So I'm pretty much subscribed to everything.
1: Get off! Get off of them, Corey. <laughs> I don't know. I like to watch a lot of stuff. You are like a movie and show like fan, though. Yeah,
2: that's so. what, where most of my free time is spent is consuming.
0: Yeah, I was subscribed to uh, HBO. Is it HBO Max now? HBO Max yep. while House of the Dragon was on. But now that that's yep. not on anymore, I'm, I, of course, canceled my my subscription. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that was kind of a tangent. It's all right. It's all related. The future
2: we... of social media is group chats. I'm telling you guys. That's it well a I, chat simulator yeah
0: i was gonna say Corey, we should start drawing up our ideas for that because i Group think
2: that's simulator. genius I, and you'd play it in real time you know you'd yeah. play it it'd be just like communicating well, with friends throughout the day
0: the thing that the thing i i thought of when you were pitching that idea to us Corey, was bury me my love and have it work similarly to that Yep. exactly yeah. think, and play it on a mobile device i think that would be perfect
2: Yep, just more, just more threads. You know, more choose-your-own-adventure type threads, and yep. more dynamic responses, and and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> this would be pretty funny. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's genius. I really, I do, I do I too. Mean, and I mean, it agree. could also be just like something nice for people who struggle. You know, don't have friends and just need interaction. And even though you know it's artificial, people find people get that satisfaction playing video games anyway. You know, why not make it mm-hmm. a little more? realistic and and like i said in real time where like maybe maybe one of your friends uh sends a message to the group chat at like 2 a.m asking for help and if you don't see it you know then you don't respond and then something bad happens to this friend but if you do see it
0: don't you but i mean well don't you think that would cause unnecessary stress for the for the for the potential person
2: i think that's kind of the point of the game like
1: Uh, that's funny (laughs)
2: Yeah. Uh that took a You It have so many like buried easter eggs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. If you have hundreds of thousands of strings of text, you know, people can search through them. Are they going to read them all? Probably not. Um, you know, so there could be a lot of a lot of uh, surprises that people couldn't uncover by data mining.
1: And you can theme the like what's being like when it's around Christmas, like it can be people talking about Christmas election season. You could have people fighting over politics. Yeah,
2: Mm. yeah. I mean, you could uh, you could even you could even do some uh, dynamic programming that like looks at ESPN's website and sees you know checks the score ticker, right? Pulls from the score ticker and just like somebody says, "Hey, my fantasy team is doing this. Like, who should I start tonight?" And you know you can look, you know, and, and respond that way, and and respond meaningfully. Um, there's so, many, so much, so many ways you can scrape data from the internet and and inject these sort of dynamic things into it as well to make it feel a little more real. I love it. I'm surprised this hasn't been done. Kind of is with um, like chatbots. That's a different. They program those a little bit differently, but um, in terms of like scraping information yeah
0: yeah anyway where were wh- what were we talking about oh you were you were on your week Corey, right you kind of transitioned into your week yeah i don't Do you have think, anything think else I've, to share
2: i think i've exhausted anything interesting i had to say about that okay <laughs> will you
0: got anything
1: um i was actually on my walk two days ago and i said oh i have this this and that to talk about for my week i don't remember any mm-hmm. of the things that i had so I don't think it was that important. Gotcha.
2: Um, oh, just quickly, but, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much good anime on Netflix, especially like video game anime. Uh, yeah. I've talked about Castlevania at length, but I just started watching the Dota anime. Oh. <laughs> oh, Arcade. Um, yeah. Never cared about it. Or no, that's uh, League of Legends, I think, Will. Dragon's there's, Blood. There's a Dota and a League of Legends anime. Yep. <laughs> League of Legends is next on my list, but um, the Dota one, I think it's called Dragon's Blood or something like that. I just started watching it because it reviewed really well, and and again, I've just really been enjoying the anime that Netflix has been putting out. Um, so I've been watching that, and it's it's awesome. I definitely recommend it.
0: We're temporarily resubscribed to Netflix, so I might try to catch some of this stuff. I, I've been wanting to watch The Witcher, so this would be the time to actually watch The Witcher, uh, but my wife wanted to watch that the new one that just came out, the um Love is Blind, I think.
2: Nobody so watches that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That did it's that just show, right? Yeah, the,
0: did that just yeah. come out.
2: I think so. Yeah, she's okay. been watching it a bunch, so yeah. it must have. Yeah,
0: so we're we're temporarily resubscribed to Netflix.
2: I'll have to give you a list of all the things you need to watch. There's a Witcher anime on there too, Dan, that's awesome. I'm probably it's, not it's, gonna watch a, movie, a it's lot of the T V series.
0: Honestly, if I even end up watching the Witcher T V series, it would be a shocker. I think, I I just when I, when I sit down to to outside of like the Game of Thrones House of the Dragon stuff, I, just, I I just don't sit and watch things. I, you know, rather put on a video, especially now with sports. Uh, yeah, you know, there's there's hockey on just about every night. So, even though my oh. team is hot garbage, are you getting um, smoked by Ryan? No, I'm not talking about
1: my fantasy team. Oh, uh, the, the Predators
0: are are awful.
1: Yeah, they lost me money the other night yeah anyway
0: uh cory you have anything else nope did you uh, watch cyberpunk Corey, the net runners oh yeah
2: yeah that's was, another one Was it good? Um, yeah it's it's awesome i mean maybe i'm just an easy audience but <clears throat> part of what triggers me to watch these shows on netflix is the review score yeah um, or at least the match score netflix doesn't really do review scores it's more like how well of a match is this to what you typically watch? Mm -hmm. Um, And if that's high, you know, then then I'll add it to my list. And when there's time and I feel like watching it, I'll watch it. But yeah, I watched the cyberpunk one. That one's really good. Um, I I, I know there are a ton and they're not coming to me right now, but um, yeah, it's definitely worth exploring if you're the least bit interested in. Oh, the Nino Kuni anime movie is on Netflix. That's pretty good. I haven't finished that yet, but I started it.
0: Um, That's Studio
2: Ghibli, isn't it? Yes, which I saw that is a news. Studio Ghibli is doing something with a game company that I can't remember now. Yeah, I I
0: only mentioned that name because it I don't even know what it was, but something in my Google News feed popped up about Studio Ghibli. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Star Wars. Oh, no way.
2: It's doing something with Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Wow. Is it for a video game? uh with machine games the video game studio behind wolfenstein's revival
0: wow that'll be that'll be something
2: yeah so just for anybody who isn't familiar with studio ghibli it's basically like the the disney um of japan and hayao miyazaki is his famous director and i don't don't know how involved he is anymore i think he kind of retired um but yeah, their movies are all classics. Um, the I think the most familiar one to American audiences would probably be Ponyo.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that was probably like their big coming out in America with a big theatrical release and whatnot. Although I'm I'm guess guessing here, I don't have the whole history behind. But uh, yeah, so many classic movies from Studio Ghibli. Um, My neighbor Totoro, people might be familiar with, especially gamers. Um, but yeah, it's really excited to see what they do with Star Wars. The yeah, speaking cool. of anime, spe- speaking of Star Wars, I think i mentioned this last week, but the Tales of the Jedi anime is really awesome, on or animation. I guess it's not technically anime. On uh, Disney Plus is really good, but Andor is awesome, maybe the best star wars property ever
0: yeah i'm i would like to see that my my son well we we're always subscribed to disney plus but i i did watch kenobi too i will say that my son wanted to watch kenobi so we watched that together and that was really good nice yep that was good
2: all right i'll shut up now sorry you <laughs> no, reminded that... me of things i want to talk about that's
0: fine will what do you got yeah
1: nothing. oh
0: that's right you didn't really have anything uh yeah for me i don't have a ton to talk about either like you said the predators are are terrible um, I don't know. I don't know even know why their defense is just terrible. They gave up five goals last night against Colorado, which is Colorado. Um, but they lost, um, did they give up like seven goals? to the Kraken, I know the Kraken Ooh. are better, but
1: yeah, it was ugly. Yeah. So
0: not good. Uh, so that's been tough, but it, Hey, at least the giants have been, have been pretty good this year. So that makes up for it a little bit.
1: Giants do look good yeah it's that
0: good it's that coaching yeah makes a huge difference um and then outside of that i don't really have anything to to share uh so let's get into what we played will you, know, anything yeah. you want to talk about for what you played
1: i beat sparks of hope yay well done. um i liked that game quite a bit quite a bit um i know Corey despises it yeah <laughs> Um, but I thought it was a fun game. Um, we talked about it a lot last week, so I won't really talk too much about it. Um, the other thing that I played is I played in Platinum to Plague Tale uh, Innocence mm-hmm. over the last couple days. I saw that I've been meaning to get to it for quite a while, actually, because uh, it was free on PS Plus, And did it, either of you play it? I did. You did? Did yep. you beat it? Okay.
0: I got to the final boss and I spent a couple of, a couple attempts trying to beat the final boss and I never did and I haven't played it since something else came out and then I just never went back to it so uh, I yeah. just have to I just have to beat the final boss and I <laughs> <it>.
1: <laughs> that's actually really funny
0: yeah well because all right I, I felt like it was janky it, yeah so the game doesn't set itself up well for like traditional combat And that was kind of a traditional combat boss. And I just, I had a hard time with
1: it. And that's actually my only complaint is actually some of the boss fights. Um, I'm like, uh, it's like when uh, the Inquisition Knight uh, charges you when you're at the Chateau Mm -hmm. uh, with the rats. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't really want to spend the time. Like, this is a stealth game. I don't want to. It's like when you play Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution and like you could build a completely stealth character and they're like, oh, you got these boss fights, got to yeah. do it. And you don't have any combat upgrades and you just get hosed and you have to like cheese the game. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. That's and that is like my only complaint about the game, because overall, I thought the story of this game was wonderful. It was a very good game. I agree. Yeah, it's it's touching. You feel for Hugo mm-hmm. the entire game, because this is this poor five year old kid who's family gets murdered and you and your the older sister have to run away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the story was really good and it's really, I like playing stealth games quite a bit. Um, it felt good to play an actual stealth game because um, like Arcane's usually known for making stealth games, but Deathloop wasn't very um, stealthy at all. <laughs> and no other studios really putting out stealth games right now yeah so. assassin's
0: creed has kind of gotten away from a lot of stealth stuff i mean there is it still is there but I don't, I don't consider the assassin's creed games to be stealth games anymore yep i think they're kind of agree. action games with some stealth elements you know
1: yeah splinter cell's not around anymore dishonored's not around anymore uh, the last of us can kind of be stealthy um i would say that the Plague Tale and The Last of Us are actually pretty good comparisons, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I really liked the game. I liked being able to use all the different, um, uh, like the thing to put out fires, like the different equipment that you could just build mm-hmm. on the fly uh, to do different stuff. And the rat stuff was really cool. Yeah, it was really really cool. So I'm actually really excited to play Plague Tale Requiem because a lot of people say it's a game of the year contender. So oh, nice. I, they, they say it's like a huge level up from Innocence. Like it's definitively
2: um, AAA. I actually don't know anything about these games. Could you just give me the brief synopsis? And for any listeners who might not have any idea, I,
1: I don't know anything about it. Yeah, so it's, I always thought it was
2: like a Life is Strange kind of thing.
1: No, yeah. it takes place in 14th century France um, during the plague. Huh. Is basically cool. the gist of it. And you play as Amicia uh Dayrun and your little brother Hugo Dayrune. Um yeah, I probably could touch on the story. I didn't even sorry. <laughs> sorry, Corey. Um, sorry. um and it takes place during then and what happens is uh your family gets basically um assassinated, everybody in it. Um, and you and your brother are trying to escape, but your brother is sick with a mystery illness that you don't know what it was, because apparently he was kept away from the family for a lot of his first five years because he was so sick. Um, and the mom was trying to, like, do alchemy to save him, or at least... Make them feel better. Um, I don't want to say more of what it is. Because that gets into more spoiler stuff. And I think this game's kind of worth playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty good. But it is very double A and a little janky. Um, so it does have a little bit of that going for it. But I think the, the story is extremely well told. Um, sad. Um, and like I said, the rat stuff is so cool. There's a lot of like puzzles implemented. Because you can't go into any darkness, Corey. Because then the, the plague rats will come and kill you. So you have to like do like lighting puzzles to be able to like find your way, But none of them are too hard, yeah. um, which is cool. I didn't find anything stumping me at all. And yeah. I'm dumb.
0: Yeah, the light is both your friend and your enemy, because a lot of times it also uh, invites attention from enemy soldiers. So you have to yep. be mindful of that, yeah. too.
2: Yeah. Interesting. Um, is it yeah. a walking simulator or are there like mechanics? there's mechanics it's yeah, there's it's mechanics.
0: it's stealth largely so a lot of it is okay. figuring out how to navigate through different areas because obviously you're how old is the 14 15 yeah. Uh, yeah so you're you know going up against you know, soldiers so you know you have to puzzle stealth is is a, the best way to describe it you have to you have to figure out how to navigate through through different and and a lot of the places have multiple ways you could handle your objectives um yeah. which is why like, like I said the the when you have to do like actual combat stuff it it feels a little bit out of place and it makes the game uh, unnecessarily difficult at times
1: yeah and there's like different stuff you can craft so like there's a thing called um, I don't know the exact name it's Distinguish something but what it is is you can craft it and then you can use your sling or throw it onto fires and puts out fire so like say you have a guard patrolling and he has uh, a like a a torch on him and there's rats everywhere because like he uses that to get rid of the rats what you can do is craft this distinguished thing and then from cover throw it at his torch and it puts out the torch and then he gets swarmed by the rats and then the rats will eat his body and then you can go around and they won't bother you um so there's stuff like that or you can throw um there's, like, a thing that they get attracted to. I forgot what it's called. It's, like, Odorous or something. And you can throw that onto unsuspecting enemies as well. And then they'll the rats will swarm them and eat him. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of different things that you can do to craft to be able to solve the, the like, puzzle things that are in your way. So, um, yeah, I think the game's really good. Um, and I'm really excited to play Requiem. Um, that was one of the... This is one of their games that I wanted to push the thummies towards the end of the year Mm -hmm. because i really wanted to get to it so Um, i'll be playing that on game pass at some point here probably after god of war nice nice i uh, i think you've convinced me to at least
2: give these a try should i start with the first one probably yeah yeah 100 percent.
1: it's not not very
0: long either isn't it only like 11 or 12 hours maybe
1: i platinumed it in 13 hours okay so it's probably less yeah requiem,
2: uh, i actually have the how long to be open requiem 16 and a half hours
1: yeah that sounds about right there were, uh, apparently it's really good it's like a notable notable step up but it looks triple a so be curious to see what people think of it i innocence is 10 and a half sorry Will. no you're good um one of the reviewers that i watched said that the story is quite a gut punch so so i guess it's pretty emotional
0: i might have to revisit that um i had it on game pass too um but i got through the epic games free games thing i have it on pc now so that's where i'd rather play it because you
1: know graphics and stuff so yeah everything runs better yeah so um but that's pretty much all i've played uh got God of war and tactics ogre on on deck now
0: nice yeah, for me, uh, it's still the same things. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I am about halfway through Terra Flora. Will okay, um, still, still dig it. Um, still a little too easy, I think. Um, but outside of that, I don't have a lot of complaints. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, and then still about an hour, a fortnight, just about every day with with my daughter. Uh, fun times. So. Pwning noobs. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so we both completed the battle pass my my daughter's like level I think she's level 200 now and I'm like 104 so the primary st- stuff in the battle pass is all unlocked for us but you know the, the better you do the better people it matches you up against Um, which has been fun because you know it tests your abilities a little bit more but it's also a little bit more difficult so
1: yeah but I like it it's a good time do we all have our live service game that we play? You play Fortnite, I'm Overwatch, Corey's Rocket League. Yeah. Yep. Ha. Huh. Look at that. Speaking, That's really cool. Speaking of that, well, I'm glad you brought that up. This
2: is this is big news for me, guys. I won my first champion league tournament this week. Hey. hey. Well done. Yeah, threes. Good um, job. I made it to the finals before in previous seasons, but this season I won the Diamond League tournament three times. So when once you do really well in the diamond tournaments that's when they knock you up into the champions league tournaments and finally got a win and i've been averaging about uh 16th in the champions league 16th place finish
1: wow and you gotta win
2: yeah i try to play every uh every night at eight is the three o'clock tournament um and i try to play just about every night it's always a little bit easier on the weekends just for anybody looking for a tip um, but what I also found really interesting is the step up from diamond league to champions league. Isn't that big of a step? It's just, there's just some small things I noticed like champions league players. They don't miss the ball. I still miss quite a bit. So I still, <laughs> I, like I'm still, I can still compete in champions league clearly. Cause I won the tournament, but um, you know, I, I feel like I still have a lot of progress I can make within the champions league bracket um, as a player, but as I've said to you guys before, I think the difference is just, you know, people that get better than where I'm at practice. They actually do practice um what do they call them? So you can you can download practice yeah, modules, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, would be the way to put it. It's um, it's the
0: same thing in Fortnite. They have maps that are set up for, you know, building and and editing panels and and, you know, shotgun blasts and stuff for for box fighting and yeah, there's all that stuff.
2: Yep. Uh, um
0: but- Go ahead. Well, I wanted to bring up the the age thing, Corey, because this yeah, is something we talked I was about. Say the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, but you you feel like you can maybe not professionally, but you can hold your own against you know really good players at you know you're in your mid thirties. I mean, how do you yeah. how do you feel about that it's, sort of thing?
2: The honestly, the I think the answer f- for me is I'm definitely slower than everybody else out mm-hmm. there, and I could I can tell that. Um, I'm sure there are people my age that are playing, but, um, you know, it's mostly, it's mostly kids, people in their twenties. Um, so I think the reason why I can be competitive is because I play a little bit differently than most of the other people that play. And I also use a car that nobody else uses. I don't see anybody it's based on the Batmobile design, the the car that I use, and I occasionally see the Batmobile, but I don't see anybody using the exact same car that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, and my car is longer, flatter, wider. Uh, it's good for playing aggressively, and that's what I usually do. Um, so whereas most, most of the players are playing a very positional, uh, skill-based type of game where they're um, always in position and picking up loose balls and carrying them up the wall and then uh, jumping off the wall and bouncing the ball off their car all the way into the net or, or passing. I'm not doing any of that stuff just cause I can't. Uh, but what I'm good at doing is getting the ball out of the corners and dishing it out to teammates um, and also stepping up in, in interrupting plays uh, against the other team before they can facilitate them. Um, but the, what I've also found is the p- good players that I play with recognize that that's how I play, and they adjust accordingly. They adjust mm-hmm. around me. I'm not doing any adjusting because I don't know how to. You know, <laughs> I have one way of playing, and that's the way that I play. So uh, it's pretty obvious to me early on when I start with a team in these tournaments how we're going to end up because they'll adjust based on how I'm playing. Um, and if I see that, then I'm like, all right, we have a good thing going. Um, not that I'm like terrible and just doing my own thing and always out of place. Like I'm also really good at getting back and playing defense after being all the way back in the other team's corner. And I think a lot of that comes from just playing, um, solo one-on-one.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, Cause you have to do that. You have to, you know, play down low and then come all the way back and defend really quickly. So, uh, I am good at, at crossing the field, um, in record time, but. Yeah. It's, it's, it's noticeable that I'm slower than everyone else for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and we, Dan brought this up because we were group chatting about reaction time and how that changes, uh, as you get older and it's every 10 years is like a millisecond or something like that. If I'm, if I remember correctly, I can't exactly remember. Oh no. Um, which <laughs> could be a lot in video game. Yeah. Land. You uh, know,
0: it's funny that you mentioned that you kind of, uh, play differently than everyone else because that's that's kind of how i feel about when i play fortnite too right uh you could tell the the younger sweat type players are extremely aggressive and a lot of times you can use that against them by ambushes laying traps uh you know you can tell how they're going to play usually um so uh, you know i use that knowledge to my advantage whereas they just you know fly around everywhere and you know are, are overly aggressive and and you know it's it's situational awareness that a that a, a veteran has that maybe a younger sweat doesn't doesn't have.
1: Yeah, um, and then it,
0: it right exactly, and it 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 also feels good to eliminate those players better than you know if you come across someone that you can tell is kind of new. Well, they'll um, be the most oh, toxic too. Uh, those players, right? Exactly, eliminating the sweats always feels good, and you can tell a sweat is a sweat. You know, it's great.
2: Well, yeah, and and going back to the reaction time conversation like it really shows up in first person shooters because even if your aim is perfect and the other person's aim is perfect if they're shooting you one or two milliseconds before you're shooting them Mm -hmm. you you lose every time right like all things equal all other things equal that's just gonna be a loss yeah um
0: i i think the thing too that makes fortnite for me Better than most other shooters is that you have a little leeway usually. So if you take a few hits, you can recover before you're dead, right? I yeah. I've tried playing Call of Duty. Uh, I I really like Warzone, but I like it's you're dead like almost immediately. It feels like, yeah. and uh, that's hard for me, you know, because and then you wait a bunch of time before you're in a in a new, in a new match. And Warzone specifically, not necessarily Call of Duty. Uh, but yeah you can take a few hits and recover and adjust your strategy and and not
2: be eliminated right
0: away so that's one of the things i like about fortnite
2: yeah and the thing we've always liked about halo i mean that's been our mm-hmm. our argument for halo yeah for i mean wa-
0: watching modern warfare 2 on on uh uh like youtube or whatever watching streams and stuff i'm like i would not have fun i like watching it uh, it's fun to watch, but I would not have fun playing that. I'd be dead in, in a split second and, and die repeatedly in a split second. Well, you could talk about this because I know you've done some Modern Warfare 2 online.
1: I played a little bit more, yeah. No, nah, it's frustrating. I mean, that's why I like Overwatch so much because, like, if I'm playing tank and I get jumped, I'm not dead almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I can outmaneuver, use abilities, get healed. Um, my DPS could come in and help me. Um, If I'm playing support, though, like Zenyatta is my favorite character to play in the game. So like, he has 200 HP, which is very low. Uh, He could get killed instantly, basically, from a good DPS shot. Mm -hmm. So it's tricky because you get the best of both worlds. And it is super frustrating when I am Zenyatta and I get one shot. I get really annoyed by that. But yeah, so you kind of get both ends of it in Overwatch,
2: depending on who you play. On are the days when I was... 16 and running up and down the stairwell in modern <laughs> or not medal of honor allied assault with a shotgun and just blasting people before they could even move you know <laughs> i can't do that anymore
0: yeah and i we've said it but i would love to be a part of a, like a esports school team now you know yeah wish that was around when we were younger
1: i firmly believe if overwatch came out while we were like middle and high school we would be we, we would go mlg
2: yeah
1: yeah that gave an would excuse used to play video games
2: as much as we did yeah oh yeah oh yeah and more so. yeah now no. can't take the ethernet cable i have to practice <laughs> <laughs> i've got practice today <laughs> yeah um
0: but yeah that's all i've played uh i don't really have anything else to talk about anyone anyone have anything they want to uh chime in before we call it an episode
1: I think so. Are you doing Tactics Ogre next week?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, indubitably. I'm, I'm down. I, I I don't know that I'll be able to get it before then, but we'll see. I'll, I will try. It's
2: got an 86 right now on OpenCritic, so okay, so Ooh, good stuff. Good good sign. Yeah. All
1: right. I was really ha- I was happy to see it wasn't a full price game, by the way.
0: Yeah, it's 50, right? Yeah. It's not yep. too shabby. Um. So yeah, the then uh, we'll be we'll be back with another episode next uh, Friday morning. And uh, that'll do it for episode 510 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement.